Hello and welcome to the Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I've been in the event industry for almost four years now, and I have coordinated and planned over 30 weddings. I'm a dog mom to my Doberman Duchess, lover of the mountains, and owner of Day of Diva Planning and Coordination. And I'm here to help you make wedding planning as stress-free as possible. In this podcast, you will receive tips and advice based on my experience and local vendors' experience and other special guests to help you plan one of the most important days of your life. There are new episodes every other Friday, so be sure to subscribe to ensure you never miss one. Let's do this. The wedding tip of the day is I highly recommend you use a platform like Wedding Wire. There are other platforms out there, but I personally love Wedding Wire. It is a great resource. You can search for local vendors in there. You can actually create your budget in there and It'll make a to-do list for you of what vendors you need to get next. It'll give you an overview of what wedding planning looks like. I haven't dove too far into it um, from a client side of things, but personally, I've looked in there and it's amazing. You can put in your budget that you want to use and it'll spit out allocations of how much you should use for your venue, for your dress, uh, for catering, for the ceremony, for your officiant. I just think it's a really good tool for clients and brides and couples to use to help them plan their wedding. That's today's tip. Bye. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and today is episode number four. And this episode is called COVID Bride Confessions. Yes, I have a bride on that I worked with last year, and she planned her wedding during a global pandemic. Yes, she hired me for coordination, so she did all the planning, and I took over day of but she has a lot of good information for all the brides going into 2021 with the current restrictions. And I think it just will be super informative. We talk about how to, how many backup plans you should make, how to nail down your guest list, how to uninvite people, unfortunately, and just some of the things she learned from planning her wedding during the pandemic. I think you guys will really enjoy this. Thank you so much for your love on the last episode with Keely Joy Photography. If you guys haven't listened to it, it's episode number three. We talk about everything wedding photography, how to make the most of it, and more. So if you haven't listened, check it out. But let's jump right in to today's episode. Cheers! Cheers! (laughs) Okay, well, we have Miss Carly on the podcast. Hi, Carly. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Are you in your closet? <laughs> in the closet with a glass of wine, ready to talk wedding stuff. Yes. For those of you that don't know, the best sound is when you are in your closet, when you're surrounded by soft things. So I told Carly that she had to go in her closet and she can bring a glass of wine, but she had to be in there to film this. So here we both are in our closets. Here I am. <laughs> So the whole reason we're having Carly on the show is because she planned her wedding in 2020 during 
the global pandemic that is still happening, but we are bringing her on to help guide everyone planning their wedding in 2021 and maybe your tips from your experience last year. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't you start with your, what was your original wedding date slash plan number of guests sort of idea? Yeah. So um, I got engaged uh, October of 2020, beginning of October. Um, and our original plan was to get married middle of May, May 16th. Um, it was very close to the engagement. I think it was like five and a half months after we got engaged. Mm-hmm. So we plan to have a very short engagement um my husband's parents stay in Italy for the summer and they were unable to come back after May so from May to September they stayed in Italy so we kind of had a window to do it before they left or after they came back so we picked May we're just like yeah okay this is gonna be a short engagement let's shotgun one yeah <laughs> Let, let's get to it here um <laughs> and everything went so smooth up until the pandemic hit but on may 16th we were planning to have around 180 people uh we were gonna have it at venue 308 which we still ended up having it there just a little bit different um and yeah we were supposed to have everything at venue 308 um so our ceremony reception dance all of that was supposed to be at the one location um yeah and yeah planning was so smooth i think i had everything planned in like three and a half months I feel like you were so on it. Like oh. when we started talking, you were like, okay, so I have everything ready to go. I just need like your assistance. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was like a dream. Like I was like, if this is how every wedding went, my gosh, I'd get married seven times. Kidding. I wouldn't, but <laughs> yeah, it was. I like... feel like you guys kind of knew exactly what you wanted though. So that made it like relatively easy. Yes. Yeah. And we even from the beginning went very simple. I didn't overdo it with flowers you know all my little decor things were very very simple we only had a maid of honor and a best man we didn't end up doing or didn't do a big um, bridal party so we had everything very simple I found my wedding dress like I think two weeks after I got engaged so Mm, everything was just lining up how it needed to line up and then (laughs) and then a bomb got dropped on you yeah a very big bomb so do you remember at what point you were like, okay, we really need a backup plan? Because I guess, well, in a way, COVID really hit like mid-March. That's when everything obviously was shutting down and doing like that. At what point were you like, okay, we seriously need a backup plan? Um, It was probably end of March, beginning of April, where we were in the mindset of, okay, well, if we push this a couple months, there's no way this is going to last more than a couple months. And hearing that out of my mouth now <laughs> right, <laughs> sounds absolutely ridiculous. Um, but in that moment, both of us were like, there is no way this is going to last more than a couple months. You know, right. we, if we push it for six more months, we'll be in the clear. Everything will be fine. We'll just, you know, talk to all of our vendors and push everything and it'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, that's where the October date came in because, again, we had to wait for my husband's parents to get back from Italy to right. book the next date because they were unable to come back before, I think, mid-September was kind of their date. 
which was kind of a bit of a saving grace because October is really when, well, I mean, end of August, September, October is when things were kind of a bit better-ish. Yeah, I think we snuck in at the perfect time because right after Mm -hmm. our wedding, I think two weeks later is when they shut everything down again. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. Wow. So we so just, snuck in. <laughs> you picked a good day. Yeah, we snuck in right right at the brink of it. And how many, like, when everything first hit, how many initial backup plans did you make? Because you were like, okay, everything's gonna, you know, maybe let up. But then did you just pick your October date? Or were there any, like, neg- or like debating on having it in the summer? No, we picked our October date, and we both decided then and there we are not postponing it again whatever october looks like that's what we're doing we did not like even if it was 10 people you were doing it yes yeah we yeah yeah, we had that discussion where we're like it's too much to you know postpone it again um we did have the conversation of if it's only 10 people and traveling is not allowed what Mm -hmm. are we going to do because chris was like I am not getting married without my parents there, which is absolutely explainable. Like that, yeah. that's understandable. So we did have yeah. that conversation of, okay, if there's absolutely no way to get his parents here, then what is our backup plan? What then is the plan going to be? And were you guys considering postponing if travel wasn't allowed or what was your plan for that? Yeah, we were fine if it had to be at 10 people on October second I think we got married that sounds terrible but October 2nd (laughs) then 10 people it was going to be and if his parents could travel in then that's fine we're just going to make do and invite the 10 people Mm -hmm. and go from there if traveling was not an option we said we were going to postpone it until traveling was an option and then as soon as traveling was an option then we would probably still have done something small like we would have done just the 10 people and I feel like Mm -hmm. got married with just our immediate family and then figured out another plan um but if his parents lived here and 10 people was the limit we would have just done the 10 people totally 110 yeah yeah and i feel like family is obviously the biggest factor for a lot of people unless most of your your family per se is a lot of friends then it just comes down to like the most important people who can be there and who you want beside you so I guess essentially you had your backup plan and then you had your backup plan if there was no travel allowed because that was a big factor for you guys yeah and I think a big question I get a lot is so your original count was 180 (laughs) And so for those of the people that don't know, you did a ceremony of your hundred people because at the time of your wedding, you were allowed to have a hundred people outdoors and then you cut your guest list to another 50 for the reception. So I think the, the big question that I get a lot is how do you cut your guest list? Because for some people, it's really hard and it's really hard for me to give advice because it's such a personal thing that I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. How did you, I guess, how did you go from 180 to 100 and then how did you get that 100 to your reception number? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was very difficult. Um, probably one of the things in the process that we both hated the most because obviously having that conversation is not fun. It's not party, mm-hmm. you know, not part of the wedding that you want to deal with. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, so going from 180 to 100, a lot of um, my husband's family was from out of town, like Mm -hmm. Toronto area. Um, So we made the decision then and there that, okay, if it's not a drive, like a realistic drivable situation, unfortunately, I think, yeah, I think that's where we make the cut. So a Mm -hmm. lot of my family is from Regina, um, which is a doable drive. We did cut down, ended up cutting down, you know, a couple of maybe the more distant cousins or people who I knew if they did get the invite, they would probably say, okay, I don't think this is the right time for us to travel. And we were very Mm -hmm. wary of like, if we did invite someone, we knew that they probably would have said yes. Like we were very trying to be aware of people's how they felt about traveling during this time. Um, that also mm-hmm. was a big decision in who we invited. And then when we had to go from the hundred to the fifty, <laughs> that was Ooh. it was yeah. That was tough. <laughs> um, but the fifty, keep in mind, included people who were working during our wedding so Mm -hmm. we were only allowed to invite 38 people 36 not including us so really the 50 went down to 36 cut that in half I think we had 16 or 18 people per person um Mm -hmm. so at that point we just we got down to the basics we needed our family you know immediate family we needed those couple aunts and uncles who were mandatory we needed our mandatory friends and that was it like we went down to the basics for sure um Mm -hmm. but we never had an issue with our family or anyone asking why or if we you know everyone was so understanding about the situation that it it made it easier to be able to cut down because nobody came at us guns a blazing And that's the thing, too. Like, I got that question a couple days ago. They're like, they're trying to nail down their guest list just in the foreseeable future. What's going to happen? And it's just like, you know what? I think for the most part, everyone already understands the stress you're under with replanning or repostponing or just postponing in general that most people aren't going to like you said come at you for being like why wasn't I invited it's like you already are in such a difficult situation yes. with everything else that for the most part people are super understanding I would yeah, say everybody came back and was like look I know you can't fit everyone that you want to if we don't make the cut we completely understand you know everyone was had the best attitude towards it which definitely mm-hmm. helped um but yeah. yeah, Chris had a harder time cutting down than <laughs> I did. I was very did he? Did. I was very cutthroat with mine. I was like, okay, this yeah. is my eighteen people. I'm done. He was like, whoa. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. I mean, like, it wasn't a fun part, like I said. But we we just had to cut it down to the basics. You know, who do we spend our yeah. time with? Who's the family closest to us? Who's able to make it was also a big one. And yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, even Julio and I, well, obviously I was your coworker. <laughs> you kind of had so to be there. <laughs> kind of had to be there. But even Julio and I were like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Like, even Julio was like, are you, I think I'm, I think he was asking Chris, like, are you sure, man? Yeah. Like, 
are you sure you don't have other family there for you guys that don't know chris and julio my boyfriend and carly's husband both work together so they're like bff so we were surprised even that we were getting the invite and we were like and i remember julio second guessing like chris are you sure <laughs> yeah i did I have like, honey you're coming <laughs> i did have one of my cousins who we invited him and his wife and he was like oh no oh no, I can't accept this. You're going to have to invite someone else. I'm like, look, this is who we want there. You're part of it. Be there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think even being able to do from the hundred to the 50, like even being at your wedding and having everyone at the reception and us being like, okay, we're going to leave now. For the most part, people seemed really chill about it. Like at first it kind of sounds like a really awkward situation where you go from your hundred people to we're leaving now to have the rest of the party. Bye. Exactly. But I don't know from my end, it, it looked very smoothly. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, we decided to do every single photo we possibly could before the ceremony. Um, mm-hmm. just so then when we had our cocktail portion, we extended it a little to, I think an hour and a half or just under yeah. two hours. And we were actually able to go around and see everyone. So we, yeah. we made it a priority to make sure that we had everything we needed to do beforehand. And then the cocktail portion was actually us going around and seeing everyone. And we had our photographer come around and just follow us and just take photos of us with everyone. And, I yeah we made it a point especially the people who weren't going to be at the reception we knew the people that were going to be there the other people we made it a point to go say hi spend a bit of time talking to everyone which I think mm-hmm. made a big difference yes and you guys have a ton of photos with all your friends and family like a good chunk of uh donovan's whole all his photo album was you guys with your friends and family which I think makes more special because Sometimes that doesn't always happen. And those people that weren't at the reception, now they have those memories of being at your ceremony. And honestly, for the most part, the ceremony is the very like emotional part. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think being able to include those extra 50 people probably made them feel like really special anyway. Yeah. And I mean, me and Chris did have the conversation at that time of, okay, we're allowed 100 people outdoors, 50 people indoors how can we make the outdoor ceremony happen? Because like you said, that was the important part to us that people be there to watch us get married. And it was very unfortunate. They couldn't join us for the reception, you know, and the fun part when you do mm-hmm. the dancing and the speeches, but the important part was, okay, we get a hundred people for the ceremony. Let's, let's make it work. Whatever we have totally. to do, we are going to jump through hoops. It was beginning of October questionable time in weather for (laughs) in Calgary Um, I was a little nervous there for a bit but it was it was I don't know like 18 degrees and sunny without a cloud and sky the most perfect weather you could ask for for an October wedding I look back on those photos and I'm like this was October 2nd wow it's crazy (laughs) it felt like it was like middle of the summer but yeah like dead summer yeah Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I guess going from your smaller list, what was your process with uninviting? I feel like we never really talked about this. Did you email everyone and just inform them? You'll get a message like going forward if you are invited or how did you address all of that? Because some people ask me, they're like, how do you nicely uninvite people? And I'm like, hmm, good question. It, it is a bit of a of a hard conversation to have. Um, but yeah, when we originally... <laughs> you know, decided, okay, um, 
we're going to have to, you know, go to our plan at this point. This was our plan C or D at this point. I don't know what number it was in the <laughs> alphabet, but um, we sent out an email to everyone and just were very honest. We said, look, this is what's going on. This was our plan A. Obviously, we're going to have to make adjustments. And we sent one out very early and just said, we will keep everyone posted as soon as we make a decision. But please know that Mm -hmm. our original plan is not what we will be doing. And then the next email we sent out was, okay, this is the plan. You know what? According to the current restrictions, we're allowed 100 people outdoors and 50 people indoors. So therefore, we will be having a outdoor ceremony. And then, unfortunately, our reception will be private based on invitation. So we kind of worded it like that. And then we just said, you know, here's the general information for the ceremony. Those of you who will be invited to the reception, we will follow up with you privately regarding the details. Right. So did the 180 people get the first initial email being like, we're going down to 100 people. And basically, if you get a next following email, you're coming to the reception. And if we contact you further, you're or sorry to the ceremony. If we contact you further, you're coming to the reception. Yes. And the people who went okay. from 180 to 100, we called them. Oh, did yeah. you? And we said, look, this is how it is you know, this is, these are the new restrictions. We don't think they're going to be changing. We don't think they're going to be better. This is just what we have to do. And everyone, like I said, was more than understanding, especially people from out of town. They were like, look, we get it. There's probably a slim chance of us traveling down to Calgary anyways. (laughs) So we, you know, we appreciate the phone call, but we did make the point to pick up the phone and call people, even though we sent an email. Because Mm -hmm. we didn't want people, like I said, to be offended. That's the last thing you want is to hurt people's feelings while you're in the midst of planning a wedding. Um, (laughs) During a pandemic, yeah. But everyone was amazing about it. So we didn't have any issues on that front. And that's the thing I try to stress to people is, like I said before, everyone, they're very understanding. (laughs) Yes, very understanding. What would you say, I don't know, got you through planning a wedding during a pandemic (laughs) what helped you through this I mean there was so from March until October there was so many changes Mm -hmm. is there anything that you're like yes I mean besides a nice bottle of wine I was gonna say wine (laughs) um I would say you you were very every time a new (laughs) restriction came out me and Chris the first hour seemed to panic we had this, we, we called it our, That's true. we called it our red zone where a new restriction would come out and both of us just went into the red zone. And our first phone call was immediately you. You always were like, yep, I have time. Let's do this now. Yeah. You'd always text me. Okay. Do you have time for yeah. a call? I'm like, yeah. And yes. yeah, you, you were very calming. Cause you're like, you know what, whatever it is, we'll just deal with it. But I mm-hmm. think we hit along the way a couple restrictions and I think each time we got a restriction we just tried to keep in mind whatever our day looks like at the end of the day we're still getting married yeah that was you know we that was our goal that was our end point that on October 2nd we were going to be married whatever that may look like and I remember Chris saying to me once like Carly don't take it personally because I think at one point I was like I don't know how this could be happening. I only get married once, like all of this. And Chris was like, okay, Carly, I need you to dial in for a sec. And he needs you to realize that the universe is not personally attacking you. 
And I was like, okay. COVID isn't personally yeah. happening to you. Yes, yeah. And I'm sure everyone has had those moments as hard as it, as it is to admit that you feel absolutely mad and upset about it. Um, but yeah, I think just realizing at the end of the day we're getting married, whatever it looks like, it looks like. That's just what we try to keep in mind. I think that's good. And that's important. I feel like with any wedding planning, that's important key, yeah. whether a pandemic or not, because lots of people can just get lost in the planning and, um, you know, family opinions and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So I feel like that's important pandemic or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you say was your biggest takeaway from wedding planning? Like any advice for these brides going into 2021 with really no answers (laughs) I would say don't plan for absolutely everything as much as you want to like in my mind me and Chris are like okay we need to make a plan if this happens this happens this happens you know we made a list of probably 20 things that could have happened from then Mm -hmm. until the wedding and we tried to make a plan for it and at one point we were like okay, we can't plan for something that we don't know that's even coming or that's even possible. Um, We made, you know, three pretty general plans. One was our plan A was the original 100. Plan B was if we did the 100 outside, 50 inside. And plan C was if it went down to 10. And plan D, if worse came to worse, we go down to City Hall, get married, call her a day. So we kind of had... a a realistic plan for each stage of where we thought it could go Mm -hmm. I would yeah I would say stick with realistic plans (laughs) as much as you can um and definitely don't get caught up in the small stuff I mean there's so much small things you can get caught up with at the end of the day like flowers or what your tables look like or you know if you had if you had a specific plan in your mind of what you thought you wanted something to look like Mm-hmm. it's hard to not get caught up in that. But I mean, yeah, there were a couple things like, for instance, the Prosecco cart we had, I had, that was supposed to be a surprise. But when I found out, <laughs> right, uh, I really wanted the Prosecco cart outside on the patio when we got married. It couldn't happen. Right. She ended up having to be out front. In my mind, it was world crashing when I found <laughs> that out. And then it took me, you know, a couple hours to be like, you know what? It's fine. She, she, she's going to be where she needs to be. <laughs> everything, everything will turn out the way it's supposed to. Yes. And I think that's a really good tip because people go into wedding planning, you know, a year out and they, not just during a pandemic, but they go into a year out and they're like, this is how I envision it. And this is how it will happen. But there's so many components on the way that are going to change that people don't realize like I said pandemic or not but I I like that tip it's yeah so yeah try not to get caught up in how you see things in your head because I mean this was definitely not how I envisioned wedding planning at at all but you know what my our day was absolutely perfect so at the end of the day it works out how it's supposed to and it's going to be a good day and that's I mean, once you get the photos and it's like weeks later, I feel like you kind of forget about the little things and you just focus on the big parts. And oh my gosh, I was surrounded by my amazing family and friends and we have these beautiful photos and a video and you only remember the good parts. I feel like it's kind of like pregnancy or like giving birth. (laughs) Probably at the time, 
you're or leading up to it you're just thinking about all the bad things that can happen Mm -hmm. but most people after pregnancy only think about the good things and that's why they have more babies exactly (laughs) exactly which will be you shortly yeah (laughs) Uh, okay my other question was some couples are really hesitant to have their wedding because they want to make sure people follow the rules what was your kind of take on that were you hesitant about it and what did you guys do to keep it safe um so we definitely had a lot of precautions put in place Mm -hmm. um we had you know a big table when you arrived we had sanitizing tables absolutely everywhere you could think of um probably Mm -hmm. more than Mm -hmm. we needed to but we did um we did send out an email to everyone beforehand, just reminding them of the of the rules and the regulations that needed to be in place, even for outdoor. Like, outdoor gatherings were allowed 100 people. Masks were not mandatory, but we provided them. We said anyone who's more comfortable wearing a mask, please feel free to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was great at the outdoor part. We put our chairs, you know, spaced them a little farther apart. Our officiant made sure she was farther apart. Um, I, we, we did what we could and everyone was very good at following them. When it came down to our reception, we were a tad worried because of course, when, you know, people start getting a couple drinks in them, their ambitions Mm -hmm. get lowered a little, maybe maybe (laughs) they don't get as stingy with the rules. Um, but our venue was absolutely amazing at, um, providing the rules for us. And they said, you know what, look, we're not here to be police. That's not our job in this situation but if we do notice Mm -hmm. some people are being inappropriate or stepping out of line we'll let you go say something first and if it continues then we will step in place if need be and we are very thankful that everyone was very good about you know keeping their distance following the rules our MC at the beginning of the night who was my brother he was very good at laying out okay you know bathrooms to people per bathroom when you're mm-hmm. dancing, make sure you only dance with your partner. Um, we can't have too many people on the dance floor at one time. You know, he kind of laid out all those rules. And like I said, we didn't have any we didn't have any issues with it. We didn't have to talk to anyone. Yeah. Everyone had a very good understanding about it. But we did go mm-hmm. in with the mindset and say, okay, if someone is not acting the way they should be, w- me and Chris would have been the first ones to go in and say, look, hey, we need to be following the rules. I get it. You're having fun, but you know, let's bring it back. But like, I'm trying to have a wedding here. (laughs) Yeah. So don't mess it up. I'm not to have the cops called on me. So yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said too, to some couples is I feel as though people are so happy to just be there. One, to be out of the house at an event. Two, to be at an event for people that they love that people are very inclined to respect all the rules because they're just so excited to be yeah, there and, to be and doing celebrate something. you guys yeah. and something positive that's happening. Yes. And I feel, yeah, venue 308 was amazing at, um, well, I was like CC'd on some of those emails just with like, this is where we're at. Very detailed, very like, this is our procedure and like leading up to it. It was so, it was just so clear that I feel like everyone going into it just knew. And especially, I mean, it's not that much extra work because MCs already do those announcement mm-hmm. announcements sort of thing. I mean, the sanitization tables, obviously, those aren't always there. But for the most part, 
it wasn't super extra. Would you agree? No, it wasn't. We didn't have to go, you know, 50 steps out of the way to make this big thing happen. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you said, it was some sanitization tables. MC had to say something. And I think that was about it. Like, it wasn't any crazy, you know, rules coming into play. But everyone was fantastic about knowing the limits and the boundaries. And you know what? Let's still have fun. Let's make this a fun night. Nobody's really seen each other. You know, seen each other. This is a very happy Mm -hmm. day. Let's keep it that way. And, yeah, everything went very smooth in that sense. It was, yeah, it was honestly a beautiful day. (laughs) It was so seamless that... Yeah, it's just, it. Everything turned out so amazing. Yes. With that being said, what was the best part of your wedding day oh, overall? I str- COVID or I not? Struggled I struggled with this so much, just because, <laughs> like you said, like it was just the most amazing day. Like seamless mm-hmm. was a prime example of of the day in general. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, I don't know. I did a first look with my parents first my mom and my dad and then I did a first look Mm -hmm. with Chris and I would say the first looks were my was my favorite part of the day it was my only part of the day where I felt time slowed down where I felt oh good you know kind of things were at a normal pace because the rest of the day between I mean we're at the venue getting ready at like 8 30 you know you're all excited Mm -hmm. people are coming in and out you know, between all of that, I feel like yeah. the first look was that opportunity for me and my parents just to have that moment and then me and Chris to have that moment because I feel like yeah. throughout the rest of the day, there wasn't really a time where me and Chris had a moment. The ceremony, of mm-hmm. course, is a moment, but, you know, all eyes are on you and you're just, yeah, you know, you're kind of <laughs> caught up in the moment. So that was the only time where it was just Chris and I, Donovan and Austin, and we just took it in and just had that moment to breathe. Yeah. So I would say that was. And really like. Yeah, I'd say that was my favorite moment of the wedding day, I think. I'm glad to hear that. And I love first looks. That, I love like, first, first looks. First looks are my, I prefer them for multiple reasons. But I think one reason why brides don't want to do a first look is that initial reaction down the aisle. I want to ask you quickly, do you think, I feel like Chris reacted even more emotionally when you were walking down he the aisle. He did. He was. Even though he had already seen yeah, you. Yeah, he was a hot mess at the first look. <laughs> yes the photos are so good good. he's just crying the entire time um and (laughs) even when I when he saw me walking down the aisle I think he said his heart stopped like he was like even though I saw you for hours before the ceremony because keep in mind we did our first look then we did photos with our bridal party then we did photos with the family then we rode in the same limo a couple photos then we rode in the same limo together to, to, to the go ceremony. to the ceremony <laughs> so like we were together all afternoon like I didn't change anything about how I looked but he said it's yeah. still that moment of okay I'm at the end of the aisle my parents just walked me down mm-hmm. like this is my wife so he said he yeah. was still the same probably like you said even more emotions seeing mm-hmm. me in that moment even though he already saw me all afternoon <laughs> <laughs> I'm good I'm glad to hear that because I think that is 
a lot of the worry behind doing the first look mm-hmm. like is my husband gonna react the same I remember you leading up to the wedding you were like if Chris doesn't start bawling when I step out we are going to wrap it up you were like hey have that in the timeline we are gonna I'm gonna turn back around and we're gonna do it again yeah and we definitely had no <laughs> we did not no have a problem with that, that. <laughs> <laughs> just waterworks yeah. <laughs> No, I love that. And yeah, your wedding day ended up being so beautiful. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. Yay! Okay, well, that is all my questions. I think all of that information will be really helpful for all the brides going into 2021. So thank you so much for doing this, Car. Of course, I'm hoping it's helpful. I mean, there's not much information. You know, I wish I had all the answers to help all the brides (laughs) out because that would have been nice when I was planning, but... You know, you just got to go with the flow and you know that it's going to all work out in the end and you're marrying your person at the end end of the day. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you found this informative and helpful towards your wedding planning. If this is something that you loved and this episode really helped you, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram story, tag me at the day of diva. I would just love to see that you guys are listening and that you love it as much as I love recording them for you. As always, you can find me on Instagram at the day of diva. My website is dayofdiva.ca. And like I mentioned before, if you do want to have these episodes and wedding inspiration right to your inbox, go to my website, sign up, put your email in there, and I'll email you once a month with all the deets. In the meantime, happy planning, and we will see you next time.